Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, fiduciary, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about, and I know you hear me say that every time I talk, but I believe that we're going to bring financial clarity that can be very helpful to a lot of people. Now, as we are going through 2023, we started the year by talking about the importance of preparing and positioning yourself for the good that can be headed your way. And yes, I do believe there are good things that are going to happen and we need to be prepared to receive them. One of the things I thought we could talk about though this month is we would talk about how do we prepare our loved ones? How do we prepare for that unfortunate day, that uncomfortable time in our lives when we lose someone we love? And I think here we are in the month of February when everyone's thinking of Valentine's Day and chocolates and restaurants and all kinds of that. Why don't we slow down and think, what are some real gifts that we can give those we love? What if we help them be positioned in understanding how finances worked so that when we pass away, they're left not only, I know they'll have emotional pain, but at least we can help alleviate some of the financial pain. We can give them a roadmap to walk through that grief. And because I believe this is so important, I've asked a special guest to be here with me today, Liz Roberts Laura, who is a wonderful woman, a friend of mine, and has walked through this in the past five years. And watching her pick up the pieces and then seeing one woman after another who's calling our office and saying, I don't know what to do. I, I was letting my husband handle everything or this happened suddenly or I've just got a diagnosis and this is going to eventually happen within the next few years. Being able to have a plan, being able to reach out to those women so that we can talk, I think that's going to be so helpful. So Liz, I am so grateful that you're here with me today. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Mm. So let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind, and I want to be very, this is a sensitive subject. Would you share what you feel comfortable with, with our viewing audience and, of course, those of you who are on our radio? Certainly. I have been a widow for five years. Um, I have three children, three adult children, who were young adults at the time. Mm. And um, we knew that we were going to lose my husband. He had a progressive neurological disease and uh, we didn't know a time frame and so it was very long and then it was very short mm. and so in as much as you think you're prepared you're never really prepared yes but we had the time to be more planful than some people are that i know my mm -hmm. sister was widowed suddenly mm. um, without a plan so i've seen both scenarios um they're both difficult it's such an emotional time it is and it's a such a fearful time and the one thing that always stuck in my head was the saying grief feels a lot like fear Ooh. and it's hard to take steps to go forward mm -hmm. um and the world keeps moving at a pace. Your world has stopped and mm -hmm. the rest of the world keeps moving. So I am always happy to share any information that will help people who know they're going to go through this. Mm -hmm. And 
unfortunately, I, we're all going to go right, through this. Right, right. Um, or people who have gone through it and just need some guidance or um, a mentor, somebody mm -hmm. who can affirm that they are on the right track, they yeah. are making the right decisions. So it has been a journey. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm happy to share what Thank I learned. You. Thank you. And actually, this conversation came up because we were sitting and my sister is walking through a situation like this and just being so close. I mean, I watched as you walked through it. We had financial discussions, different things. Mm -hmm. But then when it was my sister right there and the constant, the phone calls, help, those type of things made me realize how deep this is. It's not just financial, is it? No, no. Um, it's really... It's emotional, it's mm -hmm. spiritual, it's financial. Um, it's not just about you. It's if you have children, it's about mm -hmm. your children. How do you get through them through this emotionally whole? Yes. Um, it's about how do you move forward in your life um, alone? It, there's so much emotion tied to it. Mm -hmm. In the financial part of it, there's even a lot of emotion tied to that. Yes. Yes. Um, and it's hard to separate those things. And sometimes you can't and shouldn't separate them. Mm -hmm. So I want to dive in a little bit. I want to talk about the emotional component. So the three parts, emotionally, spiritually, and then financially. And I know most of our listeners are thinking, oh, she's going to focus just on the financial. But I think the emotional is just as important because like you had said before, that grief, how did you say grief? is sometimes disguised as fear? Grief looks a lot like fear. Mm. When you lose a spouse, especially, um, it is a very, very scary time. Mm -hmm. Your life has changed forever. Um, and you're not sure how to approach that, even if you have a plan mm. in place. Right. Emotionally, you don't have a plan in place. Yes, yes. <laughs> you want to, but you don't. And... For me, as a parent, I was most concerned initially about my children. How do I get them through right. this? How do we get through, first off, the next few days mm -hmm. of dealing with the logistics of planning a funeral, of that immediate sense of loss, of saying goodbye to their father? Mm -hmm. um, and then I, you know, the extended family, um, my husband's parents are alive and they're elderly. Oh. Um, and they are, you know, it's a close Italian family, Italian right. <laughs> families, you know, funerals are a very different thing. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of wanted to set the tone and include everybody, but make it uh, an emotionally safe place for people to be Great. and still honor mm. our loved one. Um, so there's so much that goes into that in those first few days, even, mm -hmm. and you're in shock. Besides, yes. even if you know it's coming, you're still in shock. So dealing with all of that, um, and if you're a strong person, I'm the person who takes care of everyone. So letting people take care of you mm. is very, very difficult, but you need to. I mean, that the night that my husband passed away, I think eight of my girlfriends just showed up at the house. Oh. Um, nobody called and asked. They just showed mm -hmm. up, and they made me laugh Good. because that's what my girlfriends do, <laughs> and they just let me know that they were there, mm. and people letting people in when you're the most vulnerable 
is very hard because you are so vulnerable. Every emotion is raw and um, it's the only way to get through it is to go through it. Correct. You, you yes. can't avoid it. You mm -hmm. can't avoid the pain. You can't avoid the sadness. You can't avoid the loss. So you have to let yourself feel it. Mm. You have to surround yourself with the people that you love and know that um, that's how you get through it. Now, what do you think, and again, we will get into the finances, but what do you think of counseling or journaling or were there specific books? Were there any things that you would recommend for someone that's walking through this? So I think if you have a good support network, mm. um, that can help you. If you don't, I would definitely recommend counseling. Or if there are unresolved issues in that relationship that you don't necessarily want to share with your friends and loved right, ones. Right, right. Um, because everybody's marriage is different. Everybody's mm -hmm. relationships are different. When you lose somebody, um, there's sadness. Sometimes there's guilt. Mm. Sometimes, especially if you're left behind and you know, there's survivor's remorse. There's mm. also the would I, could I, should I have done Absolutely. something different? Could I have extended his life? Could we have? And I went through some of that because um, it was a progressive mm -hmm. neurological. And we probably could have taken him to the airport. Thankfully, we had a hospice nurse who said, you probably could do that. And then you'll be back here in a couple of weeks. Mm. Is that what you want? for yourself and for him and for mm. your family. It's making really hard decisions and then mm -hmm. second guessing yourself on everything. Yes. Um, and I so. appreciate you sharing that because a lot of the women that I've been talking with have said, well, if I had only done this, maybe he would be alive now. And they kick themselves, especially if they're the caregiver. Yes. Then they look at it, it was their responsibility. And that's where, again, we talk about the counseling and the books that they're reading and the journaling coming to that realization of no. You know, like you said, they might have bought a few more hours, a few more days, a few more weeks, but at what quality of life and at what expense and looking at the whole picture. Yeah. So I think that having that counseling, I know that's one of the things that we've recommended to a lot of people that have reached out that were the caregivers. Okay, who's your support network? Yes. Who are you going that you feel you can talk, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a professional counselor, somebody that can navigate through grief and help them. Yes. So... Yes, and, and knowing yourself mm -hmm. and, and identifying what it is that you need. Yes. Um, some people do well with counseling. Some people don't. Oh, yeah. There was a very good book called Plan B mm. that I read um, about, and it really is when your plan A falls apart, mm -hmm. what do you do? Um, and there was a lot of good advice mm -hmm. in that book. Um, and I don't know if I read it right away there are also some really good podcasts that's that, a great idea right that were helpful to me um i'm trying to remember the name of them and i and i <laughs> but can't. they can google I, yes. and it and i remember one of the books i had recommended uh was melody Beattie, where she talks about that self-love saying it's okay you're going to be okay and putting your pieces back together and and this mm -hmm. this whole journey of rediscovering even who you are yes I, uh, I, I don't know if this is a good comparison or not, and I'm not a big TV person, but over this weekend, I watched a movie. It was called The Vow. And in this movie, this husband and wife, there's an accident. Well, then she loses her memory. Mm. 
and doesn't remember that she's married to him. And it's it, it, there's a separation that happens and this sense of loss, of course, he goes through. But when she begins to say, who am I? Yeah. Because now her identity of being someone's wife, being someone's daughter, being someone's something or, or the hobbies that she had, everything was shattered. And it was based on a true story of where she had to pick back up and figure out what are the things I like? And that has to come into that whole role too. Of it does. When you've, I was married for 33 years. Mm. Um, you no longer think of yourself as a solitary unit at that right, point. Right. You're really part of a team. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden you're a solitary unit. <laughs> right. Making decisions on your own. Yes. Whereas before you could talk or if you made plans or whatever you were doing. Yes. And it's, you know, funny situation. I came home from the store one day carrying a shoebox and my son said to me, you bought another pair of shoes? I said to him, <laughs> I'm a widow. I no longer have to sneak shoes into my own house. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that because I have a pair of shoes and I'm like, how am I going to explain this one? It's a different shade of black, hun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I no longer have to do that. Um, and then the little things that the first year, what I hear a lot from people is you're really taken by surprise at the things that impact you, mm. the losses that you feel. And it's not always the big things because you're, you're expecting that it's the little things. You know, I'm a baker. I'm a, yes. a big cookier and all oh, of yeah. that. And at Christmas, I make all of the Italian cookies and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, my husband always got the first cookie of every kind. He was my taster. Oh, And so Liz. that first Christmas season yeah. where, you know, I, I'm baking and everything. And it, it's it's a loss you feel mm -hmm. in so many different little ways. And that's so, the emotional part of it mm. um, that you just, you get through it. Yes. Um, and that's really what I want to encourage people to know is that you get through it grief looks different for everyone thank you don't feel that because you're doing something that someone else didn't do you take a vacation or you mm -hmm. say come on kids let's go or you it's not wrong yeah. it's just different and everybody grieves differently and we need to be allowed to do that and sometimes you think people are going to judge you for that Ooh, i um, never thought of that but that would be that's a powerful statement. So those who aren't walking through it need to be careful to give the room for people to express it the way they need to. Yes. Mm -hmm. hmm. And to meet their needs, you know, when to allow that person to meet their needs and the needs of their family, which might not be the same way that someone else would. Right. Well, Liz, that is such great information. What I'm going to do, let's go ahead. Let's take a 60-second break. Then we'll come back, I promise. I want to talk just briefly about faith. How, what do we do with our faith in all of this? Is this an act of God against us? Is it for what's going on there? So we'll be back in just 60 seconds with more Crystal Clear Finances. Will the recent changes in the SECURE Act impact you? What laws have changed in regards to distributions, penalties, and yes, even some opportunities? Join me, Crystal Langdon of Crystal Clear Finances on February 25th at 5.30 for a Secure Act 2.0 webinar. 
Over the course of 30 minutes, we'll bring the highlights of what changes were put in place at the end of 2022. Now, there are several key pieces to this legislation, and understanding how to position it correctly could impact retirement. So give our office a call at 518-433-7181 and register for your link today. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon, and today we are talking with Liz Roberts, Laura, and we're talking about what are the steps to go through when you lose a loved one? You know, here we are in 2023, and we are talking about how to prepare ourselves for the future. One of the ways to do that is to begin to prepare those we love because there is appointed unto man a time to pass, a time to die, and someone's left behind and picking up those pieces. And that's what today and this month of February, the month of love is how do we show that love of, okay, here's a path to go through. And Liz, I am so appreciative that you are sharing what you've walked through over the past five years, because I know many of our listeners and those watching us on our YouTube channel, they're facing things like this and nobody's talking about it. Oh, don't worry, you get three days off or whatever time off, you'll be fine. And we talked right before the break about a lot of the emotional components and I feel we just scratched the surface. But I wanna transition if we can, where it comes to our faith. And I understand those watching, everyone's at a different place with faith. Some don't have faith, wherever you're at. What I've seen a lot, because we're a faith-based organization, is that individuals will call and they feel this, that God's mad at them, that this was something, if I had been a better person of faith, if I had served more, if I had done X, Y, Z, then this wouldn't be happening to me. So what are your thoughts on this? Well, again, I said, you know, I was fortunate that we had time to process mm. things. We had that gift of time um, to do things. So I didn't feel mm -hmm. that God was angry with us, but I have walked through this journey with other people who yeah. lost spouses instantly. Mm -hmm. um, and I can understand why they would either feel that God was angry with them or the other side is they were angry with God. That's huge. Let's kind of dive into that a little bit. Yes, because um, they've they've lost someone. Their life is forever changed, and their children have lost someone if they have children. Mm -hmm. And there's no explanation. There's no answer for why. Yes. And when there's no answer for why, sometimes we do become angry. And anger also is just a natural part of the grieving process as well. Mm. Um, so it's natural mm -hmm. to become angry but if you can take a step back um my sister and i you know we've walked this journey yes. her part and my part together mm -hmm. um and we really look for the blessings mm -hmm. in horrible circumstances you have to you have to and she lost her husband suddenly mm -hmm. unexpectedly um, during COVID, not because Ugh. of COVID, but, um, and yet she is a person of faith mm -hmm. and she has found those seeds of God's grace yes. in that situation. And 
will impart that to her children mm -hmm. because I think that's a huge part of it is we don't want our children to go through life angry over this loss. Correct. We don't want them to be angry with God. We don't want them to feel that God is angry with them or mm -hmm. that they or us were in any way um, responsible for this. Right. God's timing is God's timing, mm -hmm. but he will show you blessings. Mm-hmm in this in the loss yes if you're able emotionally right to find them which i agree that's why it's so important the emotional and spiritual before we even talk about the financial the logistics of it we were saying before you know i i'm, I'm walking through a situation right now with a loved one and that is one of the things that she keeps bringing up is that my brain can't understand why if i can just figure out why i can put this to rest and i keep saying I don't know if we ever figure it out. I don't know why one thing happens to one person and doesn't happen to the other. Bad things happen to good people or things, life runs short still on good people. Yes. And just being able to get to the place and the only example that I could give is, you know, there are times when I'm angry or oh, I'm spitting mad at George and I will say things and we'll fight. And you know, it's okay because I know he still loves me. And I said, I think God's bigger than George. Yeah. And I think that if we let him know, I am, I'm ticked at you. He already knows, which is what I always say. You know, he really kind of knows what you're thinking. So he already knows. Just verbalize it. I remember when um, my son was supposed to be born and they had said that he would have Down syndrome and all these different diseases. He wouldn't live. It was so traumatic. Oh, I never told you that. Oh, yeah. Mm. So I'm waiting for this incident to happen. And I just remember in my devotions one morning, I picked up the Bible and I threw it across the room. I'm like, I've done everything right. I tithe, I pray, blah, blah. You know, my list of reasons why nothing bad should happen to me. <laughs> and I remember throwing and I said, I'm never speaking to you again. Here I am, this big pregnant mama. I'm not speaking to you again. And the days went by and before I knew it, Liz, I was talking to God again. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm talking to you because, well, because I realize there's no one else to talk to about this and you're big enough, but I don't understand you. And we had this, I know God didn't answer, but we had this conversation that I had until finally I just realized I was all yelled out. And I said, I will never understand it, but I'm going to come to a peace that you're still God. And that's what makes you God. You're so big, I can't understand you. So I know that that incident is much different than a permanently losing a loved one. It's the closest thing I have to, to relate to it. So I, I hope it's not insulting. No, not at all. Uh, what I often will say about it is it takes a while to find a safe place to put it. Hmm. Where you feel emotionally safe. Yeah. Where you can trust that you know your your spirituality is there that god really is looking out for you mm -hmm. um but you need a safe place to put that in your head especially if it's a sudden and unexpected yes. loss because you're not just dealing with grief you're dealing with shock and you're dealing with trauma yes trauma thank you is a whole different level of grief and that sudden loss is very traumatic in a way that nothing else is. See, and I'm so glad you brought that up, Liz, because I believe it's trauma. Mm -hmm. And I know there are things that we can grieve and be sad about, 
But when you're losing a loved one, that's trauma. And to me, that's deeper. And it has so many multiple layers. It's not a quick fix or it's not just, okay, I feel better. I had a good cry. Right. No, no, it's not. Trauma is life impacting. Mm. Um, and I will say even five years later, there will be things that will come up and you might have a little PTSD from it mm. for many years. So that's why I say finding a safe place to put it in your head. When mm. that happens, you can reflect and say, okay, I recognize what this is. Um, yep. And I know that I will get through it because I've been through worse. But this is a direct result of my prior trauma. Yes. And what I love about this, uh, the one individual I'm thinking of, the one um, widow, she says, okay, I recognize this. I'm starting to spiral. And she'll stop now. And she'll say, okay, I'm not going to spiral now. I recognize what this is. I don't, still don't have an answer for it. I'm going to put it over here. I'm going to recognize the emotions of it. And then she, in her case, she journals. She begins journaling, putting on music, using other senses to bring her out. Like she'll get, have something cold to drink. She'll start journaling, put music on, get a, a sweater or something so her sense of touch. Mm -hmm. So she's learned a pattern of saying, okay, I'm recognizing. I don't have answers. Here's how I'm helping myself. Yes. Yes. And now I want to change the focus for a second sure. because, you know, we're women and we're talking about women mostly here and i think women um, often lose spouses more than men mm -hmm. but i think in actuality it may be harder for men mm, talk about that i think that women develop support networks of other women yeah. and we're more open mm -hmm. and we can therapeutically talk with other women about things men don't do that naturally and so i think when they suffer this kind of loss it may be even harder than it is for us because they don't always have that support network. They don't have, they aren't talking with their friends like we're talking mm -hmm. with their friends. Right. They're more likely to, you know, if they're a golfer, go out and hit some golf balls or yeah. to do more physically active, distracting. To expend things. the energy, but maybe not, Liz, dealt with the issue. Yes. Yes, the emotions, I think dealing with the emotional part of it is so much harder for them because that's not how we raise men, to be vulnerable. And it's such a vulnerable time. Mm. And so my heart really goes out to them because I can develop a support network like that. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't necessarily have those resources, you know. So I think that we need to be conscious I of appreciate that. that I think that that was very wise bringing that to attention that reminds me of that movie where I grieved that the woman lost her memory and she's starting over and she felt lost but I watched the man in that movie and he just wept because he was traumatized he just lost his wife and it was based on a true story and I saw she had all these people gathered around her trying to help her find herself and people would try to come to him mm -hmm. I got it I'm okay you know, I'm going to be okay. And yet they would show shots of him, pictures, where he'd just sit there and weep. Yes. All alone with his guitar, whatever it was that he was doing. So thank you for bringing that yeah. up. And, and, that, and often because women are the glue in the family. Mm. We're the nurturers. We're doing a hundred things. And even if the man is financially 
paying the bills or whatever, but often that's not the case either. Right. And it's women and men are left with all of that. They don't know how to do that or how to maintain mm -hmm. the household the way that their spouse did. Yes. So I think, you know, as we draw a close to this, I want to make sure to have you come back next week because we didn't even touch the financial part, which is the logistics. But I think what we did today was right because it laid a foundation. When we look at those that we love and we want to help them and they're walking through this time of loss to be able to say, okay, there's an emotional component to this. How do I emotionally give support? There's a spiritual component to this. How do I, what do I need to be doing? And then yes, there's a logistical financial component. We'll talk about that next week on our program. And I wanna encourage our listeners as we draw to a close today, you know, we have white papers, outlines of logistical steps of what you can take. But if you like what you're hearing, we would love to serve you. We would love to come alongside you and walk through these processes that you're going through. And if that's something you need, then give our office a call at 518-433-7181. Liz, thank you for joining. And I wanna encourage all of you to join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.